Is there life after death? The Bible says there is. A host of personal testimonies of those revived from the dead and science's foray into near-death and post-death experiences that defy the skeptics say absolutely yes. One passage in the scriptures tells of cognitive existence after death, and it's not good. Not good at all. Luke sixteen nineteen through 24, there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. The rich man's body was in the rich man's tomb. The rich man's brain, the rich man's lips, the rich man's tongue, all were in the rich man's tomb. But in hell, his soul man lifts up his eyes. There is truly cognitive existence after death, either eternal life in Christ Jesus or eternal cognitive death. Jesus gives the Great Commission, which tells it well, Mark sixteen fifteen and 16, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Have you been born again? Are you ready to participate personally in the absolute greatest miracle of all time? Are you ready to be free of your past and lay hold of God's eternal glory? Today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Psalms 33, verse 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. God said, Hebrews 11:3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God said, Romans 12, verse 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God said, Ephesians 4, 22 through 24, that she put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that she put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Man said, I am a wise and rational thinker. My science is all I need. The God of the Bible simply hinders my style. I don't want him. Now the record. Carnal man fantasizes that as the fields of academia expand, as scientific discovery multiplies, the irrelevancy of God and his Bible will be ever more apparent. But the reality is, it is ever more the opposite. Following are a few relatively recent discoveries, all of which are ongoing and all certify the marvelous inerrancy of God's holy word. All physical matter is created out of invisible energy known as photons. Photons are light. God said he created all matter out of that which is invisible. And 1 John 1, 5 says, God is light. And God 
is immortal. Science is experimenting with converting words into light and lights into words. Notice Psalms 119.130. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Cosmologists assert that because light can be seen from stars billions of light years away, that light is therefore immortal. God is light, and he is immortal. God said everything is made out of, out of words, and the instructions for life in our DNA is made up of a four-letter alphabet arranged in words, sentences, chapters, and books. The science of neuroplasticity says the brain is continually being rewired and that even the words we think change its shape. God's word recorded thousands of years ago gives explicit instructions on how to renew and transform the brain. Students of the Bible have been dazzled by light since God said in the beginning. Genesis 1.1 Yes, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Believers are especially enamored with what often appears to be a strange grouping of words, such as in Colossians 1, verse 13, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. The linguistic term translated is used. We who were created by Christ Jesus, as he spoke us into existence with God's words, are therefore a product of words. We are translated with words into the kingdom of his dear son. Jesus is our translator. Revelations 19.13 declares, and his name is called the word of God. He is Alpha and Omega, the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet and everything in between. The word in Colossians is translated. God said man's head has published a considerable array of features dealing with the life-transforming power of words. This feature will provide additional confirming research. Necessary foundational excerpts follow from several God said man's said features. God said man's said words are like seeds when planted. They will bear fruit, part one. There is a solution. His name is Jesus Christ, and he is called the Word of God. The following paragraphs are from the God said, man said feature, everything made of words. If God created our beings and all that we see out of words, then there should be proof everywhere of this truth, and there is. This wisdom is one of the greatest secrets of all time. All things, your home, your computer, your car, your body, and the world are literally framed out of words, God's words. To man, such a concept is bizarre and hard to fathom. But this feature will simply once again prove the veracity of the Holy Word of God. Years ago, I was talking to a man about Jesus Christ. He told me that what I had to offer was just words, as though words were of no consequence. I asked him, What if I can prove to you that all things are created from words? He answered me in a challenging tone, Try it. The following explanation ensued. I asked him how he had arrived at the event we were attending. He said that he had driven up in his car. I told him that I would prove that his auto was simply a compilation of words. I explained. Long before the first car was ever created, a man rode down the road in a horse-drawn buckboard, taking all day to do what takes us just minutes in our modern vehicles. He thought, boy, I'd love to have a horseless carriage. Those were silent words in his head. He went home and grabbed a tablet and pencil, and wrote down his plan to create a horseless carriage, written words. I asked the man what we had so far, and he rightly responded, words.
Next, the excited inventor went out into the field and dug up some iron ore and other necessary materials, which God had spoken with words into existence out of that which is invisible, processed them into steel, and drove away in the first car, his horseless carriage. I asked my friend, what is a car made of? He responded, words. Everything is made of words, God's words. Even when a person becomes a new creature in Jesus Christ, he literally speaks himself into existence. This is the first supernatural act as a son of God. Romans 10.10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Medical science in the field of psychology are more and more these days confirming this verse from Proverbs 18.21, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The words which we think, speak, and act upon also have a direct bearing on our physical and mental health. This should be of no surprise when we understand that all things are created out of words. Therefore, even our bodies respond to words. It should be a concern to us that medical research estimates 75% of the typical human's thoughts, words, are negative or counterproductive. What we tell ourselves about ourselves and our lives day after day has a tremendous effect on shaping our reality for good or bad. It is now known that bone marrow produces white and red blood cells prolifically. White blood cells kill disease, and red blood cells bring oxygen and life when one focuses on happy, positive thoughts, words. When negative, destructive thoughts are doted upon, the bone marrow's production is inhibited. We are made out of words, therefore the human body as well as creation responds to them. In a multi-page feature in the publication Science, the headline reads, Finally, the book of life and instructions for navigating it. The DNA molecule is a 3.3 billion letter book. DNA has not only been constructed by words, but all of its information is just words. End of quote. We are words. Learning to speak the language, the words of unfeigned faith, is such a marvelous concept. When we become born again, we enter into the invisible kingdom of God. Luke 17, 20 and 21. This new life in the invisible kingdom has a totally new language. Speaking this language is imperative. Everything is and responds to words. Be careful about the words you entertain. If words are everything, what do you think would be the result of continually being bathed in negative words? Words from the 24-hour news cycle, bad and lustful words, words from Hollywood and the Internet, etc., the results are different levels of mental and physical trauma, and finally, an accelerated death. How about this statement? In the April 2010 issue of Psychology Today, evidence shows that prompting people to relive a recent trauma by talking about it or by visualizing the event may actually provoke, uh, promote post-traumatic stress disorder, not prevent it. End of quote. Today's dose of God's word therapy doeth good like a medicine. Imagine these short paragraphs from the God said, man said feature, shocking truth, internalized words are converted to light. How do thoughts, silent words, and spoken words turn into light in the body and produce physical results such as health or disease? The following excerpts are from Dr. Don Colbert's book, Deadly Emotions. We can sum up in one word the basic communication link between what we think in the brain and what we experience in the cells of the body, neural peptides. 
Now, before your eyes glaze over and you assume that I'm going to assault you with a lot of medical mumbo-jumbo, let me assure you that I'm going to describe the physical process of how emotions turn into disease in very simple terms. Those of you who are physicians or medical researchers may find this explanation oversimplified, but I ask for your patience. Dr. Candace Pert, a noted stress researcher, demonstrated that a certain class of our immune cells, the monocytes, have tiny molecules on their surface called neuroreceptors that are a perfect fit for neuropeptides. All of the monocytes have these receptor sites. The brain produces the neuropeptides, which are chains of amino acids, and conducts them along the nerve cells throughout the body. They are like the keys that fit into the molecular locks of every cell of the body. Dr. Pert has called them bits of brain floating through the body. The brain talks the immune cells all over the body, and in turn, the immune system cells communicate back to the brain using the messengers called neuropeptides. If your brain interprets physical perceptions as anger, fear, or depression, every immune cell of your body knows that interpretation very quickly, end of quote. From the God Said, Man Said feature, Bible rewires addicts' brains. Harnessing the power of God's creative words heals the mind and the body and empowers one to set a course for life, life more abundantly, even unto eternal life. Top neuroscientists were interviewed in the May 2005 issue of Discover magazine concerning what they considered to be the most critical development in neuroscience in the past 25 years. A dominant theme, the concept of the plasticity of the brain kept reoccurring. The amazement in neuroscience is that adult brain actually adds neurons and literally changes form. Brain plasticity means that the shape, size, and the number of neurons and synaptic connections change with experience. Elizabeth Gould, professor of psychology, Princeton University, weighed in with the following. One of the most important advances in the field of neuroscience in the past 25 years was the recognition that the adult brain exhibits both functional and structural plasticity. Indeed, an entire subfield of neuroscience has emerged that focuses on plasticity as the basis for understanding brain function under normal conditions as well as after brain damage. Because of this large body of work, we now know that the shape, size, and number of neurons and synaptic connections change as a result of experience. The big news in the field of neuroscience is that the brain is plastic. It changes form over time, and words and experiences are central to this process. Thousands of years before neuroscience was even conceived, God declares this principle over and over again in his word, Romans 12:2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The godly renewing of the mind, making new the mind, actually transforms your entire being, mind, heart, body, soul, and spirit. This process through a very dramatic, life-changing experience is what Jesus Christ calls born again. The words of God renew the mind, and we are transformed. Webster's 1828 American Dictionary of the English Language defines transform to change the form of to metamorphose. Metamorphose is defined to change into a different form. Again, Webster defines it in theology as follows. 
change the natural dispensation and temper of a man from a state of enmity, war to God and his law, into the image of God, or into a disposition and temper conformed to the will of God. End of quote. The call to put on the mind of Christ is the call to be transformed into the likeness of God. God changes our entire being with words, His. So neuroscience now understands that the brain can be transformed. The Word of God, the foundation of all that is true, proclaimed this revelation thousands of years ago. Putting on the mind of Christ literally changes the formation of the brain. Let's read Romans 12, 2 again. And be not trans, uh, excuse me, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Neuroscientists know this as neuroplasticity. Transform simply means to change form. God's renewing of the mind process will change all aspects of a person's life, and it begins as a result of direct intervention of God's Spirit in the believer's mind. This process of godly, mindly transformation begins with a miracle and proceeds through a continued series of miracles. Miracle number one, born again. Miracle number two, the chain-breaking power of the open confession of Jesus Christ with the mouth. Miracle number three, a public water baptism by immersion. Miracle number four, the supernatural baptism of the Holy Ghost as received on the day of Pentecost. Miracle number five, the daily study of the Word of God, which continues the process of mind renewal. The born-again experience is not turning over a new leaf. It's a new, all-new life. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Neuroscience begins to understand neuroplasticity, but God is already there. End of quotes. Dr. Carolyn Leaf, author of the book Switch on Your Brain, deals in some detail with words and neuroplasticity and how to harness thoughts effectively. Dr. Leaf is a communication pathologist and audiologist. She's worked in the area of cognitive neuroscience since 1985. In addition to being an accomplished author and lecturer, she also hosts Switch on Your Brain on TBN. We pulled several excerpts from her book for your perusal. You are a thinking being. You think all day long, and at night as you sleep, you sort out your thinking. As you think, you choose, and as you choose, you cause genetic expression to happen in your brain. This means you make proteins, and these proteins from your thoughts. Thoughts are real, physical things that occupy mental real estate. Eric R. Kendall, a Nobel Prize-winning neural uh, a psychiatrist uh, for his work on memory, shows how our thoughts, even our imaginations, get under the skin of our DNA and can turn certain genes on and certain genes off, changing the structure of the neurons in the brain. So as we think and imagine, we change the structure and function of our brains. Even Freud speculated back in the 1800s that thought leads to changes in the brain. In recent years, Leading neuroscientists like Marion Diamond, Norman Deutsch, uh, Joy Dispenza, uh, Jeffrey Schwartz, uh, Henry Markham, Bruce Lipton, and Alan Jones, to name just a few, have shown how our thoughts have remarkable power to change the brain. Our brain is changing moment by moment as we are thinking. By our thinking and choosing, we are redesigning the landscape of our brain. 
Research shows that 75 to 98 percent of all mental, physical, and behavioral illness come from one's thought life. That means words. This staggering and eye-opening statistic means only 2 to 25 percent of mental and physical illnesses come from the environment and genes. We are constantly reacting to circumstances and events. And as this cycle goes on, our brains become shaped by the process in either a positive, good quality of life direction or a negative, toxic, poor quality of life direction. So it is the quality of our thinking and choices and our reactions that determine our brain architecture, the shape or design of the brain, and as resultant quality of the health of our minds and bodies. Taking this to a deeper level, research shows that DNA actually changes shape according to our thoughts. As you think those negative thoughts about the future, the week ahead, what a person might say or do, even in the absence of the concrete stimulus, that toxic thinking will change your brain wiring in a negative direction and throw your mind and body into stress. So when we make a poor quality decision, when we choose to engage toxic thoughts, for example, unforgiveness, bitterness, uh, irritation, or feelings of not coping, we change the DNA and subsequent genetic expression, which then changes the shape of our brain wiring in a negative direction. This immediately puts the brain into protection mode, and the brain translates these poor quality toxic thoughts as negative stress. This stress then manifests in our bodies. But the most exciting part of this study was the hope it demonstrated because the positive attitude, the good choice, rewired everything back to the original healthy positive state. These scientists basically prove we can renew our minds. Choice is real and free will exist. You are able to stand outside of yourself, observe your own thinking, Consult with God and change the negative toxic thought or grow the healthy positive thought. When you do this, your brain responds with a positive neurochemical rush and structural changes that will improve your intellect, health, and peace. You will experience soul harmony. Just a mind activity from your reading of the next few lines generates electromagnetic, electrochemical, and quantum action in your neurons. It causes magnetic fields that can be measured, electrical impulses that can be tracked, chemical effects that can be seen and measured, photons to be activated that can be captured on computer screens, energy activity that can be explained using quantum physics, and vibrations in the membranes of the neurons that can be picked up by instrumentation. Scientists are discovering precise pathways by which changes in the human thinking operate as signals that activate genetic expression, which then produces changes in our brains and bodies. Our genetic makeup fluctuates by the minute based on what we are thinking and choosing. Whatever you believe in and hope for becomes substances on a physical level, and you act upon this. This process can move in either direction, negative or positive. Through our thoughts, we can be our own brain surgeons as we make choices that change the circuits in our brains. We are designed to do our own brain surgery. End of quote. America, the world, and you and I need a word transfusion. 
David Kupelin in the April 2013 issue of Whistleblower under the heading of Americans Snapping by the Millions listed very stark data regarding the mental health of the United States. One-third of U.S. employees suffer chronic debilitating stress. One-half of all 18 to 33-year-olds experience levels of stress that keep them awake at night. Seventy-five to ninety percent of visits to the doctor's office are stress-related. Stress is now known to play a major role in the progression of cancer. The CDC reports 23% of U.S. women take antidepressants. 11% of Americans, 12 and and up, take SSRI antidepressants that are mood-alterating drugs with suicide warnings. Statistics show an alarming correlation between antidepressant-medicated students and school shootings. Suicide surpasses car crashes as a leading cause of injury and death. 20% of New York City children, 6 to 12, have been diagnosed with ADHD, anxiety, depression, or bipolar disorder. April 2013, Psychology Today reports 14 million U.S. adults suffer from borderline personality disorder. 5.7 million U.S. adults have bipolar disorder. In a given year, 2.4 million American adults are diagnosed with schizophrenia. Approximately 6 million U.S. adults experience panic disorders. Imagine that the solution to all of these maladies are words, God's words. God said, Psalm 33, verse 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. God said, Hebrews eleven three Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God said, Romans 12, verse 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God said, Ephesians chapter 4, 22 through 24, that she put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that she put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Man said, I am a wise and rational thinker. My science is all I need. The God of the Bible simply hinders my style. I don't want him. Now you have the record.